No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Well, welcome everyone to Always More TV. It's so wonderful to be back with all of you celebrating Christmas. So let me say Merry Christmas to you and to all of your loved ones, those of you watching today. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in and to be with us. This program is all about the Holy Spirit, and we're taking four weeks this Christmas season and into the new year to talk about the Holy Spirit in Christmas. So thank you for joining us. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into our lesson. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for that person who's on the other side of this camera listening, Lord, listening intently to your word. I thank you for the privilege of studying the word with brothers and sisters in Christ all around the world. I thank you, Lord, for those who have given their life to you and we'll celebrate your birth this Christmas season. Lord, let it be the best Christmas we've ever had. Let us see the light of Jesus Christ more than we ever have before in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Thank you again. You're in my home and we've got the tree up and we're ready to experience the presence of the Lord in an amazing way. And we're ready to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. So we're looking at uh, Luke chapter one and two, those two chapters. So if you want to turn in your Bible, I'm going to give you a little homework today. And I'm going to ask you to read or reread over and over this Christmas season, Luke chapter one and two, which leads up to the birth of Jesus and then just tells the details. Luke just outlines it so beautifully and he starts his chapter saying that he is laying out the details and in an orderly account for the great Theophilus so very interesting written by a physician who was also uh, very close to Christ and he uh, uh, laid out the account of his birth I was thinking about C.S. Lewis said this, once in our world in a stable, a stable had something in it that was bigger than the whole world. You think about that very small baby Jesus who we place in our manger scenes in our homes, his presence coming into the earth, his divine birth to the Virgin Mary has changed all of mankind. And I just believe that this year is gonna be the biggest Christmas we've ever had. I just believe that the world is so hungry for the light of Jesus Christ. And as I said before, there is no Christmas without the power of the Holy Spirit who came and overshadowed the Virgin Mary. And we also see in Luke chapter one, let's take a look at how the Holy Spirit played a part in the life of uh, Zacharias, as well as Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth was married to Zacharias. Zacharias was a priest in the temple. We're gonna, next week, we're gonna get into his story and how the Holy Spirit impacted his life and how that led up to the birth of his son and how his son was closely tied to Jesus Christ. So all of this is a miraculous plan of God that was laid out and the Holy Spirit played a role in all of their lives. So we look at verse 23, 
chapter 1 of Luke, verse 23, and it says, So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house. Now after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach from my people. And then it goes on to say, um, we'll skip over and we're going to uh, go down to verse 39. Now Mary arose, so here's Elizabeth, 61 years old or in her 60s, and she has never had a, a child. She has wanted a child all of her life. And it was prophesied that they would have a child in their old age. And then um, it goes on to say in verse 39 that the Virgin Mary, who was a cousin to Elizabeth, and she is led by the Holy Spirit to come and visit her. And so something very miraculous happens when Mary comes through the door. So let's pick up there, verse 39. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love that verse. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Just say that with me. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. When she had that divine supernatural encounter, the Holy Ghost came in. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, speaking of our Savior, Jesus Christ. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Now, how would she have known that Mary, the 14-year-old virgin who's coming to visit her, was carrying the Savior of the world? It could only have come through the impartation of the Holy Spirit, that inner witness, that inner, inner knowing, and the Holy Spirit revealed that to her beforehand. Verse 44 says, For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe, who is John, leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And then after Elizabeth declares this to Mary and they have this wonderful greeting, this time of supernatural divine connection. Then Mary breaks out in song because the joy of the Lord came over her. And you can imagine this young 14-year-old girl being led by the Holy Spirit to go visit her cousin Elizabeth who was in her 60s and both are expecting a child that are purposed for all of our destiny. Even today, our lives are greatly affected by the ministry of John. And we, our salvation, our eternal life is dependent upon Jesus Christ. What an, a divine, you think about that. What a divine encounter, the two of those women must have had, Mary being a young girl 
not knowing what to expect as far as how to deliver a baby or what was going to happen to her even physically. And then there was Elizabeth who was carrying John and um, John the Baptist who would be the forerunner to Jesus Christ and what joy came when the two of them came together, what comfort. The Bible says that Mary stayed with her three months, that they were together three months, that Elizabeth had three months to impart wisdom to her and encouragement to her and vice versa. Mary was able to encourage and impart wisdom to Elizabeth. So many things were happening there uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit in the story of Elizabeth. And I love where it says, verse 41, I want to look there again. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. So she physically felt a baby John leaping within her womb. And that was a response and a reaction to the power of the Holy Spirit on him. And then it goes on to say, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You think about that encounter, that moment of joy when the Holy Spirit just came and just filled Elizabeth, who had waited all of her life and really probably had given up and said, well, I'm too old. I can't conceive. I'm not going to have a baby. It's over. I'm the reproach and shame. People are laughing at me and Zacharias because we haven't had a child. But now all of that has been lifted and taken off of her because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came in and filled her in such a profound way that her life was changed forever. And so one of the first things I want to look at in this account is that, number one, the Holy Spirit brings joy. Whenever the Holy Spirit comes in our life, whenever He comes in your Christmas celebration, He brings joy. He brings life. And you know, I love that scripture I've told you so many times, Nehemiah 8 and 10, which says the joy of the Lord is our strength. But the prelude to that is grieve no more. Grieve no more, Nehemiah wrote. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. And this Christmas, now more than ever, we need strength. You need strength. Those of you who are watching today who maybe have lost loved ones this year or facing a very difficult situation, it is that joy of the Lord that will come upon you when the Holy Spirit fills you. That's one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. Amen. We've studied about those and, and went into depth about joy and how important it is for our stamina, for our physical well-being as well as our, our spiritual well-being. We need, we must have that joy of the Lord. And so when the Holy Spirit came and walked in that room where Mary and Elizabeth were encountering, even the baby John within his mother's womb leaped for joy. He felt that joy of the Lord. And I'm praying you're feeling that joy right where you are right now that the Holy Spirit is coming upon you in a supernatural way. Think about the hymns and all of the songs that, that are associated with Christmas that we love so much. 
And you know what? When you sing them in the power of the Holy Spirit, they take on a new life. They take on a new meaning. They have, there is a new uh, impartation, a new revelation to them. We don't just open the hymn book and just sing some dead dry song. Amen. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, there is that joy that overwhelms us. That's why we sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Let us receive him into our homes this Christmas. Let every heart prepare him room. Let heaven and nature sing. Amen. That's, that is the spirit that embodies the spirit of Christmas. And, you know, if you are in a situation where you have been grieving or you are grieving, that's a natural part of life. But when the Holy Spirit comes in, in the midst of that grief, the supernatural uh, presence of the Holy Spirit can lift that grief, lift off those grief, cl grief clothes off of us, and we feel His joy as ever as never before. So grieve no more, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We sing, "Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King." Why do we sing those songs? Why were those hymns, even those carols, even penned? It is because they, the, the Holy Spirit imparts joy and moves us to joy in the spirit of Christmas because the whole spirit of Christmas is about joy. It's not about going to the store and trying to pick out a perfect gift or stressing over the perfect meal. It is about the joy of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm prophesying to you today that that's going to hit your home. That's going to hit your family more than it ever has before. You're going to feel the presence and the joy of the Lord as never before. And then that strength is coming on you to carry you through the years ahead. We don't know what, what we're facing. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds my hand. Amen. And for that reason, we can rejoice. And, you know, I said in the last program, I, you hear people all the time, they'll say, and even I've said it before in the past, they'll say, I'm just not in the Christmas spirit this year. I just, I'm just not feeling it this year. I just, I just don't feel like putting up a tree or I don't feel like decorating or I don't feel like celebrating. You know what? When the power of the Holy Spirit comes in and he overshadows us as he, does, as he did Mary and he fills us with his joy as he did Elizabeth and the baby John, we're changed and we're moved and motivated into action to get ready for the greatest celebration on the face of the earth. Amen. The greatest celebration, the birth of our Lord and Savior and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. He was born to die, to rise again and crush the power of Satan's sin. We lift our voice unto him. And you know, that's what the whole Christmas story is about. His birth and his resurrection for you and me. How can you not get joyous about that? You know, that's why we even sing jingle bells, jingle bells, because the bells bring joy and laughter and lightness and life. And I speak that to you in your home today. The Holy Spirit, the second thing he will do when he comes on you as he did Elizabeth, he'll cause you to dream again. And we've talked about Joel 2 and 28 that says, I will pour out my spirit on your sons and your daughters, and they're going to prophesy. I speak that to you and to me today. My sons, 
my daughters, your sons, your daughters, they're going to prophesy this year. They're going to prophesy the light and life of Jesus Christ. And so Elizabeth had a dream to have a child and the Holy Spirit brought it to pass through her and through Zechariah in really a supernatural birth in their old age as well. And then the Holy Spirit will quicken you just as baby John leaped in his mother's womb. You think about that, there was movement. There was a divine reaction. I remember when I was carrying our sons and we would go to church and um, when I was pregnant and we would maybe be in a worship service and they would hear the music and they would just start moving their hands and moving their feet and jumping. You could feel them jumping. They were worshiping in the womb. Hallelujah. And that's what happens when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you and comes on me. He will quicken us. He will quicken. Everybody say, Holy Spirit, quicken me. Quicken me this Christmas. Quicken me this year. Well, what does that mean? Well, when, it, when, when the Holy Spirit comes on us to quicken us, it means that there is that divine supernatural reaction. There is movement to move forward in the plans and the purposes of God. That's what happened to the baby John. And when Elizabeth felt that, all of a sudden she was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I, I love that. John 6 and 63 says, It is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that brings uh, that quickening, the Holy Ghost. And so we ask Him for it. Romans 8 and 11 says, The spirit of Him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He will also quicken your mortal body by His spirit that dwells in you. So he quickened, the Holy Spirit quickened Zechariah and Elizabeth in their old age to be able to have that joy and that strength to bring forth a son, John the Baptist, who was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. I was reading a quote by Norman Vincent Peale who said, I truly believe that if we keep telling the Christmas story, singing the Christmas songs, and living the Christmas spirit, we can bring joy and happiness and peace to the world. I love that quote. And I'm thinking about how important it is for us to just keep telling the story of Christmas and passing that down from generation to generation and how much that means. I'm standing beside, this is a little Christmas tree that looks like it's uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. It has on the bottom the year 1908. It was made in 1908. This is a little tree that was given to my husband Edward by his aunt Zilla, who really wasn't an aunt. He called her an aunt and he would play with this tree when he would go to her house. He was fascinated with this little tree and some of the ornaments are original to the tree. And so we've just kept it through the years and I wrap it up really special every year and keep it separate so it doesn't get damaged in our attic with the other decorations. But you know what? Aunt Zilla passed that on to Edward. The story goes that she was being taken from her home to transfer to the nursing home. And she was trying to give away some of the things that were in her home that were special, special memories. And she saw the tree and she told Edward's grandmother, his nana, 
I want Edward to have that tree because he always shows interest in it when he comes to my house. And that's so precious to us. You know, this is a little, tra a little treasure. You've heard people say, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So this is a treasure. What are some of the treasures that you have in your home that help you remember Christ's birth and that giving? And what are some ways that you can give to someone else to remember Christmas? Be in touch with us on social media and let us know how do you celebrate Christmas? And the last thing I wanna give you that we see in the story, the encounter of Elizabeth and Mary is that the Holy Spirit, when He comes on you, He will bring wonder wonder. It's just a, a supernatural way to live your life of things happening through the power of the Holy Spirit that there's no way you could have worked out. There's no way in your own uh, ability you could have um, orchestrated. Only the Holy Spirit of the living God can do these things. And just as he's bringing this program to you today, we give all the praise, we give all the glory, we give all of the honor to Jesus Christ because it's none of us and all of him. All we do is make ourselves available to him and the Holy Spirit brings that wonder into our life. And he sends that um, precious Holy Spirit as Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Malachi 3 and 1 actually gave, um, it was the prophecy, which I'm sure Zechariah and Elizabeth probably knew well. And it says, I will send my messenger, who is John, who will prepare the way before me. And that's Jesus speaking and prophesying through the prophet Malachi. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. That's Malachi three and one. So John had been prophesied hundreds of years before that he would be that forerunner to Jesus Christ. And they were cousins. Isn't that amazing to think about? And the whole wonder of these births is, is amazing. And the connection of Elizabeth to Mary, a young virgin who is expecting a baby, probably afraid, probably dealing with a lot of anxiety, having to leave her home and coming to be with Elizabeth, being led there by the Holy Spirit. I would love to know the details of that journey and how she came to be with Elizabeth. Was she alone or did she... Um, did she walk? How did she arrive there? And then that one encounter, that one encounter, hallelujah, where they came together and the power of the Holy Spirit came in in such an amazing way. So this year, this Christmas, I want you to invite and ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to come as never before, and He will bring a spirit of joy, the fruit of joy, as never before. I don't know what you've been through this year. I don't know what difficulties, what challenges, what hurdles you've had to go over to be able to even be here today. Some of you feel like I shouldn't even be alive today with what we've been through. But the Holy Spirit has sustained you for this hour to do great and mighty things for Him. And He wants to give you His joy, which is your strength. It's your strength, and you must have it this Christmas season. He'll give you the strength to even celebrate the birth of Jesus with your family, with your community, with your church, to 
go into the temple and lift your hands and give him praise and glory and honor. It will be the strength of the Holy Spirit holding you up through the power of his spirit and of his joy. And the Holy Spirit is going to cause you to dream. Your dreams are not dead. But, you know, Psalm says it like this, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you your dreams. He will put those dreams in you and bring them out. Just as he did Elizabeth and Zechariah, that dream to have a baby that they could raise under the admonition of the Lord. God wants to fulfill your dreams. And it is very important for you to have that connection with the power of the Holy Spirit to bring those dreams forth. So I encourage you today, say, Lord, I give you my dreams and you give me your dreams for my life and allow the Holy Spirit to bring them forth. And he will do it. He will do it. He is so faithful. Pastor Tommy Barnett, who was our pastor in Phoenix, used to say, if you keep a dream 10 years, God will bring it to pass. And I have seen that over and over in my life. And I believe that for you today. Those of you who have almost given up on your dreams, I want to encourage you today. Give that dream to the Holy Spirit and He will do it. And then lastly, the Holy Spirit uh, quickens you just as he quickened the baby John, just as he quickened Elizabeth when Mary walked through the door carrying baby Jesus, he'll quicken you. He'll give you life and power and strength to move forward into the days ahead. And the Holy Spirit brings wonder. He wants to bring signs and wonders in your life. Amen. He wants to bring miracles. And it's all about the Holy Spirit. There would be no Christmas without the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I want to pray for you today, those of you who are going through a difficult time. And I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to touch every single person who is watching today in a very powerful way. I ask you, Holy Spirit, just as you filled Elizabeth, I pray that you fill every single person who's listening to my voice today. I pray that you would fill them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. I pray, Lord, that you would bring them your joy, that you would quicken them, that you would bring wonder into their life, that you would fulfill their dreams, God, just as you did Elizabeth. Father, I ask you that if there's any person watching today who doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, just say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I give you my life. I ask for a new start. I want to experience you this Christmas as never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Please, please be in touch with us at the, the information below. You can write us. You can email us. You can even call us, and someone will call you back and pray with you. And we want to believe God that the Holy Spirit is going to come into your life, into your home this year like you have never experienced him before and that he's going to revive your dreams. Those of you who've lost your dream, I speak life to your dream today in Jesus' name. And we thank you that, Lord, that you're going to do this and, and we're going to hear great testimonies. I want to hear your testimonies of how the Holy Spirit came and celebrated this Christmas with you and your loved ones. In Jesus' name, Lord, we just thank you that uh, you've been with us today. We thank you for this Christmas season. We pray that your presence be with us all in a mighty, mighty way. 
Well, God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Merry Christmas and joy to the world. Amen. And I pray you feel the joy of the Lord today. Get up off that couch and begin to do something. Let the Holy Spirit quicken you. Let the Holy Spirit use you to give away the love of Jesus Christ and He will do it. Hey, you can be in touch with us on all of our social media. It's all there. You can be a part of what's happening at Always More TV and Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated. We love you and we hope to see you next time as we're celebrating Christmas on Always More. God bless. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.